Welcome to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM, Prince George's Community Radio Station, with your host, Phyllis Warren. And good afternoon. I am so excited for today's show. We are going to be talking about the first three-day celebration of the Indigenous people. And it's so exciting. June has always been Indigenous Month. And it's a history of the people of the land. And I think it's so important for people to partake in this. And with being three days, we can get out there every day. And they have so much things. And today our guests are going to be Jen Rubido and Amanda Wood. And they're going to walk us through what is happening in this three-day celebration. And I am so happy for every Prince Georgian because we need to get down there and and celebrate this. So, Jen, how did this come about, a three-day celebration? Yeah, so it, it starts off on National Indigenous Peoples Day. So this Wednesday, June 21st, is National Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, over the years, it's always been the same day. The name has changed over time. Uh, it used to be uh, Aboriginal Day or it was short for Abo Day and yes. things like that. And some people still refer to it as that. Now it's National Indigenous Peoples Day. The reason that the name changed is the word Indigenous is more inclusive to all First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. And so it's it, w- it was changed to then really help help celebrate all the Indigenous cultures um, that we have here in Canada and have all of them feel like they have a day and a place. Um, and so NIPD, for short, um, takes place on June 21st. I think what's cool about June 21st is it's also the summer solstice. So right. June 21st, National Indigenous Peoples Day, summer solstice, the days never change. That That's always, you know, the, the sunniest day of the year. And that... Um, you know, for the Indigenous people has a lot of importance and has always been a day of gathering um, yeah. and celebration and coming together. And so um, I think it's really beautiful that National Indigenous Peoples Day falls on that. And I don't think that's by accident. Um, I think that, you know, we've been celebrating in this way, you know, probably for thousands of years in and around this day to celebrate, um, you know, the sun and the coming together and and what um, those long days have to offer, which is the, you know, the bounty of the land and, you know, um, the earth and, you know, the fish and the berries all start to come to life and all those kinds of things. And so um, this is no different. So June 21st, National Indigenous Peoples Day, it's it's hosted by Cleetly Tanay, um, which is our local host First Nation. Um, but it is a community event put on by the community for the community. So it's one of those many hands make light work. Um, it is like 30 different organizations come together every year to make this day be the celebration that it is. Um, which is so important and so impactful. And so it's, it's, and it's, a lot of Indigenous-led organizations, but lots of our, our allies as well. You know, people, um, so like our, our, our community organizations that typically take part are like, you know, the Native Friendship Center, PICNADA, um, Carrier Sakani Family Services, um, Kikano, um, you know, we've got UNBC, CNC, and they are, they've got, the, you know, their Indigenous um, groups that come out and um, support services and, and things like that. And so there's so so many incredible indigenous community groups that are all part of this and um but what's cool is this year so that piece looks very similar to, to in the past but this year what's neat is that we've we've partnered with these other groups um 
that have then extended this day. Um, not only is it extended the day um, into the evening, but it's extended it over multiple days. So, you know, we were in chats with the Northern Indigenous Arts Council, NIAC, um, and they really wanted to start a Northern Indigenous Arts Festival. And um, they started talking with this beautiful group called Two Rivers Remix. And Two Rivers Remix, they're, they're out of Lillooet, um, an incredible group of Indigenous people, like, wow. Um, and they have what they call a movable feast. And that came out of the fires. So it actually meant that their music festival got displaced. So they figured that as one of the things they were doing was um, to create this movable feast, allowed them to go and take their event and put it somewhere else. And they kind of figured out that this was a lot of fun. And like many communities would benefit from seeing this high caliber indigenous performances because what they offer is not just um, traditional, but lots of contemporary indigenous musicians. And so it's so cool and like stellar, stellar lineup. And so because of those partnerships, it was originally going to be on some different days, but, you know, synergies happened and we ended up putting them all together and creating this three-day festival. So June 21st, National Indigenous Peoples Day, is also part of the movable feast or the movable feast is part of that day, which has then extended the normal, I'm doing air quotes, the normal, you know, local regional performers that we typically have um, on our stage at Clayley Tenay Memorial Park, but it's included a, a larger array. And then it's extended that into day two, which is under the NIAC umbrella for, for the arts um, festival. So, then it was like, okay, well, then we've got our beautiful partner, Amanika, and they're yes. going to do some stuff inside. And so then all of a sudden, we ended up with this three-day celebration. And it's kind of like the way I kind of think of it is it's a bit of an umbrella. It's three different events. It's at two different locations. Um, and there's all these different partners. But we found this way to, like, come be together. And, you know, the many hands make light work. And we all have the same vision and mission, which is to really amplify Indigenous voices and Indigenous culture and just come together and celebrate. And so it was really easy in some ways to be like, okay, well, this makes sense. Let's do this. And so we came up with um, a name for the event, uh, the Dene Lua. Luhuwezdel. Oh, I might have just butchered that. I did my best, though. Um, yes, also, you did. <laughs> <laughs> the, the indigenous, um, the indigenous people's gathering is what that translates um, to. And so we really thought about like, what is this that we're creating? What is this beautiful umbrella event? And that's what we thought it was, was the indigenous people's gathering. And it's a place for us all to come together and gather and yeah. celebrate and dance and sing and play and drum and and listen to the many talented people so and many. the singers the performers mm -hmm. but not only that we have people who bead and leather work and you know we have all of this that needs to be highlighted mm -hmm. to show how many talented people are in the community and there are a lot there is yeah. and you know some of them are so shy and they think, well, my work isn't the greatest. But you look at it and it's like, how do you do that? Totally. You know? <laughs> yes. So I think this will give them a boost to continue mm -hmm. and maybe start, you know, 
selling their wares a bit more. Yeah, there's so much talent within our community. And, you know, as you said, some are emerging and some know they're awesome. Um, and it's kind of everything in between, which is so amazing. And, you know, I think um, as a community, as a whole, even as a country, I think we're finally at a place where... Um, you know, the Indigenous people for so long were kind of forced into the shadows and, you know, through a series of uh, some some still in place, but a series of laws and things that, um, you know, forced us to to to, to not be allowed to celebrate. Right. Um, and, and now my hope is that, you know, I feel like we're we're coming out and we're like standing proud and standing strong and being proud to say, I am indigenous. And, yes. you know, and that is like, oh, that's beautiful, beautiful thing. And, you know, we can come together and stand in our power and in our strength and just shine and share that with the world around us. And that's that's really beautiful. And show a different side. Yep. You know, that we're not the people that are so negative or anything. We have been people that have survived every roadblock that has been put in front of us. Yes. Starting with our education. Yeah. Like the strength and resilience of the Indigenous people is phenomenal. And it's something to celebrate. And, you know, um, I think we should all be very very proud of, of who we are and our heritage and, um, you know, to be able to come together like this and, and, um, just to be and to share it too, because I think, you know, um, I think the discovery of the 215 kind of, I think, awoke, um, Canadians as a whole. And I think a lot of people didn't realize the impacts of colonialism and, uh, many of the things that were put in place, um, you know, to purposely do a cultural genocide, basically, yes. to, you know, I, I, I don't like to be a negative Nazi, but, you know, uh, pretty truth. uncool, pretty uncool. And, um, you know, the, the truth is coming out. And I think that's really, really important. And I think, you know, to have these opportunities to really showcase um, the culture and the variety of culture and language, because, you know, th- it it's not just one people and you know the first nations cultures across canada they vary so much and like the resilience and the incredibleness of it all is is so beautiful and the, like the strength is to me something that um i think just needs to be shouted from the rooftops and you know you know we can't be held down and we will we we are here and we are strong and um there's so much to be to showcase right yeah we have survived yes <laughs> you know and and that's the best thing to show mm-hmm. and this three-day celebration you know i am so happy for it because i go and it's like one day wow You know, there should be a finishing to it. But I am glad that you guys came up with three days. I think it's going to be great. (laughs) And, you know, it gives everybody an opportunity, no matter your age, Mm -hmm. if you're elderly and you can't attend three days. But maybe you can go to the indoor. Yep. Right? Yep. And other people, you have two days to celebrate everyone. You know, the talent, you know, the artists, 
the food. Mm-hmm. You know. Come hungry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm hoping that Mrs. Bazoki has her bannock stand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the best bannock ever, you know. And I'll stand there for a half an hour, yeah. 45 minutes just to get that. But this is what I mean. You know, we need to have this time to celebrate us that we've come so far mm-hmm. and that people are now open up their eyes to see what we had lived through yeah. to get to where we are now. Mm-hmm. You know, and 215 did that. It did. Unfortunately. Yep. You um, know. But, you know, I think if I would rather people finally know the truth and I know it's uncomfortable, but man, is it important. And it's not until we can take time to recognize and be, um, honest and heal through that, that, you know, we, you can't heal what you don't recognize and you can't heal what you don't bring light to. And so, um, I think it's it's just so important that these discussions be had, but you know the these three days, as much as there are learning and there's going to be cultural activities and crafts and stations and things, but it's um it's a celebration. It yes. is a celebration of music and drumming and, you know, it's um like Amanda who's sitting beside me, workshops and, you know, we just get to celebrate all of these beautiful things and it's such a, it's, it's a real, a really great opportunity for people to come down and as you said, like it's three days so there's so much opportunity and one of the things that I think, what I'm almost, one of the components I'm most excited for in addition to like the collaboration with all these partners is that we're going to live stream it. So that's something that like we've never been able to do before, but because two rivers remix is coming with their movable feast, that's part of their mandate. They always live stream. And so they have the infrastructure and the people to be able to promote this. So if you are unfortunately stuck at your desk, that's okay. You don't have to miss a beat and, you know, you can still take in the, and like, I mean, like, if you look at this entertainment schedule, it is like, bam, 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 like short sets of like incredible, phenomenal performances. And we like, there's no room and we extended it over two days and there's still no room. And it's like, wow, it's so amazing. Yes. So amazing. And, uh, and you can watch it, you know, from anywhere, which again goes back to that accessibility thing too, right? If you can't, you can't leave your home for whatever reason, you don't have to miss it. You know, Uh you can, you can still take part. And, you know, one of the other things that I loved was that it gives an opportunity for those school kids who, because busing's a real issue these days, um, you know, there's the cost as well as, you know, the shortage of drivers and, and physical buses. So not all the schools can come down physically to the park, um, on the 21st, the way, like as, as many of them as, as would want to. Um, and so, the live stream allows them to be able to put on an assembly and we have curated this beautiful list of performances that is specifically for the youth that's between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. on that 21st. It is so centered around youth and what they want to see and hear. Um, And so I'm so excited, uh, you know, for assemblies around not just Prince George, but the whole whole district you know you can you can come from anywhere and be part of our nipd yes. how cool is that yeah so excited 
Yeah. <laughs> and even people who are in the hospital. Totally. Their family can bring mm-hmm. in a laptop and they can yeah. be part of that celebration. Watch it on your phone. Watch it on your iPad. Yes. Watch it on your laptop. Like, it can be streamed from any device. And that's that's pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. Yes. And it's about time. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like I say, when it was a one-day celebration, I... I left because it was over but I always felt that there was more to us yeah we could do more and and this three-day celebration is gonna you know cover a lot mm-hmm. right so um, with all these partnerships and everything else like this going on and then the ones corporate you have a couple of corporates do you want to give a shout out? To I would him? love to. Okay, go. So for it. we like we're so so fortunate to have such an incredible group of people um, within our community, locally, regionally, and across Canada that are supporting this event. Um, and so you know we've got our our friend Selen Alpe at Canadian Tire. Huge shout out uh, yes. to Selen and his continued generosity. Um, UNBC stepped up in another unbelievable way again this year. Um, CN Rail the city of Prince George. So those are our Eagle sponsors. But then we also have through that partnership with Two Rivers Remix, you know, they, they have, um, funding through the uh, Department of Canadian Heritage. Mm-hmm. So the federal government, BC Arts Council. Um, we've got BC Touring Council. Um, the federal, um, as I'm grabbing my little cheat sheet off of your plate, First People's Cultural Council, Tourism Prince George, Studio 2880, First Nations Health Authority, and the Prince George Community Foundation. So, like, what an incredible amount of people. And that's our high level. We have so many more partners who have also come on. Um, and every little bit helps because this event is so important and it means so much to be able to hire and pay these performers, hire them to do workshops and amplify this and create a festival that everyone wants to be at. Like uh-huh. that's, it's, that's the whole reason we do it. It's like to create this energy and this vibe that you do not want to miss this day. This day is the day. Um, like it is such an incredible celebration of all things indigenous cultures. And so just so grateful to everyone who, um, has either come on and has a booth or, or vending or what have you. Cause that all, it all comes together to make this beautiful celebration. That's right. And you know, it's going to be fantastic. Yes, I can it is. feel it. <laughs> and right now, unfortunately, we have to have a commercial break. And we're coming back to speak more with Jen and Amanda. Community Radio CFISFM needs your support. While our station is run predominantly by volunteers, money is always needed to keep the monthly bills paid as well as for the production of new local programming. Memberships, donations, corporate sponsorships, and advertisers all help to keep your local independent broadcaster functioning. For more information on how you can contribute to this vital part of the Prince George Media Mix, visit our website at cfisfm.ca or give us a call at 250-563-2347. 
Love Local Events presents the CN Center Night Market Fundraiser Tuesday from 5 to 9. 30 food booths, more than 100 vendors, live music and face painting. It's a great way to spend the final evening of spring. Plenty to see and do for the whole family, with all profits going to the Prince George Community Foundation's Ukraine Humanitarian Support Fund. Sponsored by Simply Beautiful and the Prince George Community Foundation, the CN Center Night Market Fundraiser, Tuesday evening from 5 to 9 in Exhibition Park. Join the Prince George Lawn Bowling Club for an enjoyable outdoor activity at Watrous Park. All you need is a pair of running shoes. They'll provide the bowls and the instruction. Games take place Tuesday mornings at 10, Wednesday evenings at 7, Thursday afternoons at 1, and Sunday afternoons at 2. Teams are drawn from those who show up. Well, try it out. Lawn Bowling, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at Watrous Park, just north of the 5th Avenue KFC. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. Wind from the north at 30K, gusting to 50. A high of 16 with a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy. North winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7. On Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind from the north at 20 in the afternoon. A high of 20 with a high UV index. You're listening to Community Echoes with Phyllis Warren on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is seeking applications for three director positions. Applicants must possess an assortment of business skill sets and be associated with a First Nation community, Métis Chartered Community, or a BC Aboriginal Friendship Centre. More detailed information on the application process and how to apply is available through ispark.ca. The application deadline to become a director with the Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is 5 p.m. Friday. Learn about dementia from anywhere by participating in the Alzheimer's Society of BC's live Wednesday webinars. Caregivers are encouraged to join society staff for a discussion on how you can get someone to accept help Wednesday at 2. Registration and more details are available through the webinars section at alzbc.org. How to get someone to accept help, a conversation for caregivers Wednesday from 2 to 3 from the Alzheimer's Society of BC through alzbc.org. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. Wind from the north at 30K, gusting to 50. A high of 16 with a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy. North winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7. On Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind from the north at 20 in the afternoon. A high of 20 with a high UV index. This is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM with Phyllis Warren. You've been listening to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Community Echoes is produced by Phyllis Warren with technical...
till the day she die. She boogie when she low and she boogie when she's high. Don't you know she just loves? Don't you know she just loves? Don't you know she just loves? She loves her all the time. Seen her was a long time ago. She's building her way down to old Mexico. Don't you know she just loves? Don't you know she just loves? Don't you know she just loves? She loves her all the time. Yeah, me too, Dora. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Ah! Woo! Dr. Shelley Canning at the University of the Fraser Valley, along with clinicians at BC Cancer, are conducting a research study to better understand the experiences of cancer patients who also have a diagnosis of dementia. By better understanding your experiences and challenges, they hope to implement a more dementia-friendly approach at BC Cancer. The study is looking for people living with both diagnoses and or their caregiver. If you would like to join the study, contact Shelley Canning by emailing shelley.canning at ufv.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada for today. Hosted by Phyllis Warren, this is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Amanda, so we just had a longer commercial break than usual. So we were discussing the three-day Aboriginal celebration. And... um, Jen, what do you have to say? Because I know you're out of here at one thirty, and how do we get all the information? Yeah, so there's like a beautiful website. Um, it's it's got quite a bit of the information on it. It's nipg dot two, like the number rmx dot ca, um, and that's got lots of the details. That's also the link that you'll go to to live stream. Um, but you can find all the details as well on you know that there's a PG National Indigenous Peoples Day facebook page so if you're more into that there's also lots of information on the the northern indigenous arts council web page um so there's there's all this information and so the the two-day celebration at the park goes from 11 a.m to 8 p.m both days on the 21st and the 22nd and then we move indoors uh to amanika which is really great and i'm sitting here with amanda and she's going to tell us all about that but i think the other thing to note for the 21st is um we do have covered seating so hopefully it's to protect us and to give us shade from the beautiful sun that will come out that day um but just in case it drizzles a little. We do have covered seating um, that uh, will also protect us from the rain, should that be what Mother Nature decides to give us that day. But um, it's a really beautiful day, and I really encourage everybody to come down um, for both June 21st and 22nd at the park. Um, again, it's there's so many events and activities and it's uh, and vendors. Like um, I know last year I spent way too much money on beautiful earrings because I just can't help myself, but they like it scratched my itch for the whole year so you know come down with your wallets expect to be just um baffled by how much incredible talent there is within our community um and you know we're really just looking forward to seeing everybody there at the park yes yes and that's just it you take your wallet (laughs) 
with money yeah. and with the food and and so many know, food vendors. Yes, and and the crafts that people make. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, you the can't help it. Beautiful, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's quite a few incredible bead workers there uh, this year. And the workshops and the fact that it's all free to attend. Too. All of it, Amanda. Yeah. Every single bit of it is free. That's my favorite F word. I was, ta- I was, I have a friend actually who's at my place right now and she's visiting in town from Manning and she's been all around BC traveling and I was trying to get her actually to come as a vendor and bring her own beadwork because she's an incredible beater, but she didn't quite have enough stuff and I was telling her about the festival. I was like, and it's all free. You come, you do the workshops, you see these incredible performances. I've actually had the wonderful opportunity and sheer luck to perform, um, for the Two Rivers Remix Society before when they did a confluence event down in Penticton at the Anaukin Center. And their production value and just the professionalism of everything was beyond anything I've ever encountered before. And it was really, really cool. Yeah. 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 And Kim was at that one too, right? Yeah, she yeah. was. <laughs> I saw pictures and like, I have to say, like, I am so excited to work with the Two Rivers group because what you've just said is like, it's, it's true. Like the level of professionalism and like what they bring, like this is. Yeah. This is so cool, and it's completely Indigenous-led. Every staff person is Indigenous, which is, like, so cool to me because it it reinforces that strength and that beauty, and it goes back to that mandate, and it makes me very happy. So, anyway, I'm so excited to be, you know, to have them up here because they've never, they've never come this far north before. So, having them in our community... Yahoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, and, and that's what we need to start doing is getting out there and, you know, showing people what we can do, mm-hmm. you know, because there is a lot of talented artists. Yeah. Well, in the Northern Indigenous Arts Council, like a shout out to them. That's the only Indigenous Arts Council in Canada. No way. And it's here. With us in Prince George. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Oh, wow. And, like, the strength and, like, the goosebumpiness of just that is, like, there's something magical there. And, um, you know, so to be able to work with the NIAC team and, you know, to help them, you know, bring to life their vision of creating this Indigenous Arts Festival is really cool. And um little pre-plug I might already be somewhat planting for 2024 but I looked in NIPD next year's on a Friday so oh, how wow. delightful is that That's so perfect. <laughs> yes yes that so, would be so fantastic yeah, so maybe next year it's a Friday Saturday Sunday we can you and have people coming from all over the north yes i was just gonna say that people could travel mm-hmm. you know that don't live in prince george and be here in person yeah oh that would be so fantastic yeah so anyway well i'm gonna um pass it off to amanda to tell us all about the indoor events happening on the 23rd thank you so much for having me and i look forward to seeing you at the park thank you so much for coming jen it- Fantastic! Yeah, it was nice yeah. meeting you. Yes, yes nice see meeting you soon. Meet you. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. <laughs> right on. We'll see you on the 21st. I look forward to it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, Amanda, let's discuss the indoor show on the 23rd. I'm so excited to discuss this part because it, it kind of just all flowed in together perfectly. And um, 
So the indoor part of it on the 23rd for the third day of the festival is going to be a little bit different than the first two days. So the first two days is a lot really workshop and music focused when it comes to performances and, and dances and, and, and more traditional stuff like that. Whereas the the third day of it, initially we're going to have inside the Amanika Center, which is located at 369 Victoria, just down the street here. And we'll have an Indigenous art reception opening where mm-hmm. we have a few different Indigenous artists that have submitted their work to be exhibited. And that will be its own whole thing from probably about 6.30 until 8 o'clock. And following that, we're going to have an all ages, all art forms open mic. Now, the open mic existed before this festival and we kind of looped it in and made it as a partnership and it was made possible through a community grant fund through the city of Prince George and what's really unique about it is that it has um, it has something that most other open mics around town don't have now I can't say this for sure but it's definitely one of the only all ages all art form um, anybody can come and it's totally free to attend type of open mic and it has such a unique and variety of different people who show up so the first one that we had back in May was really cool we had a nine-year-old girl named Hazel who was singing beautifully and then we had um, someone playing a really cool instrument called the euphonium that I had never even seen before and like playing playing music that was written in like the 1600s and it was there's a saxophone player um we had you know musicians with guitars come up and actually a lot of like a handful of comedians because our MC for the open mics is Shannon Street and she is a local um woman of Métis heritage who is kind of multi-talented and she does a little bit of everything but one of the things that she does really well is she's really funny and she's really great at getting up on the stage and so she kind of helped us with the whole evening of flowing things through and there was a bunch of local stand-up comedians that came in to also support the event and kind of just get out there and get on stage and practice and it planted this seed for the next part of the night that we're going to be doing so our final headlining act for the third day is going to be um, a man named Brian Major. And he is, he's been a longstanding comedian touring all over BC for like over the last decade now. And he's Cree and Haida. And he right now actually is just on the tail end of finishing filming a documentary on BIPOC. So um, black indigenous um, people of color, uh-huh. comedians here in Prince George, and it's through a Story Hive grant. And I think I can't remember the exact amount, but it's 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 an incredible project, and he's just finishing it up right now. And it's potentially going to be a part of our final evening one. We're maybe like filming on his set. Um, and opening up for Brian, I have to mention this too, is a wonderful local comedian by the name of Sarah Jones. So she just started doing stand-up in the last year but she's so funny she's metis and she um she's also a videographer i think she's been working with brian too a little bit on his documentary so it's Uh kind of like all of these pieces coming together and and you know what jen was saying earlier about how we 
how it's multiple helping hands and we're all kind of helping input forward. So it's not just the organizers that are helping, but it's also the performers that are helping and the people that are, that are, that are being hired to work this event, doing little things and volunteering like what they can to make sure that this is all coming together in an incredible way. And it's just really cool to see how that plays out. Oh, one thing I should mention too is after the comedy show, which will no longer be all ages. <laughs> That's going to start at about 10 o'clock and it'll run for an hour. Um, we're going to open it back up to an open mic event. If the crowd is still feeling it and they want to get up there, you know, if we have like other comedians in the crowd and they want to do their stand up or musicians or whoever just wants to get up there, right? You can also, um, it can be a variety of things as well as poetry, whatever it is that the performer in the crowd wants to get up and do, they can go do. And again, all of it's free. You can come to the art opening, see that stuff, do the open mic, watch the comedy, partake again in open mic. And though it is all ages up until 10 past that, it's going to be 19 plus only. And there will be like an, a special event permit too. So there will be a liquor license on site and, Mm-hmm. People volunteering with their serving it right and stuff like that. And it's a great little space. Like the stage that's there is just like nestled in perfectly right away. And we have wonderful equipment. We have a very professional sound tech coming on board too, making sure that everyone's going to sound beautiful. Oh, good. Yeah. And this space, how many people can get in? We have a capacity of 155. Right. So, um, we can fit quite a quite a number of people in there. I I'm excited to see how busy it's going to get, and uh, yeah, yes, and and so it, it's so nice that at the beginning, from six thirty till ten, it can be complete family time. Absolutely, and then after that, at ten on to midnight. Mm-hmm. Is adult time. Adult time. That's right. We're going to have to say, sorry, kids, you got to go home at 10. Yes. Yeah. Because the comedy know, gets a little bit. Yes. Adulty. I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I went to his comedy show that he had downtown. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, was that the one back at the firm? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember the name. Yeah. Me and my cousin attended and we had such a fantastic evening. Yeah. Lots of comedians. Very talented. Was that Comedy Clash? No, it was the by um, by nap or oh, uh, was it was it the competition? No, it was uh, Brian yeah. was filming his documentary there. Oh yeah, um, I forget the name. The biracial. Yeah. Oh, the the BIPOC comedians in BIPOC. Yes. That's yes. It. Yes. Yes, so we attended that. But right now, we're going to have to take a break, and we'll be right back. Right, Steve? And Yeah, okay. (laughs) See you in a bit. Love Local Events presents the CN Center Night Market Fundraiser, 
Tuesday from 5 to 9. 30 food booths, more than 100 vendors, live music and face painting. It's a great way to spend the final evening of spring. Plenty to see and do for the whole family, with all profits going to the Prince George Community Foundation's Ukraine Humanitarian Support Fund. Sponsored by Simply Beautiful and the Prince George Community Foundation, the CN Center Night Market Fundraiser. Tuesday evening from 5 to 9 in Exhibition Park. If you love building with Lego, the Prince George Public Library is giving you a chance to indulge your passion. The library has free dropping sessions for Lego builders ages 5 to 18 on Mondays at the Downtown Branch and Tuesdays at the Nachaco Branch. Each session runs from 3 to 5 and Lego time runs until the end of June. The library supplies the Lego, you supply the creativity. That's free drop-in Lego time, Mondays at the Downtown Library and Tuesdays at the Nashako Branch, from 3 to 5 each day. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. Wind from the north at 30K, gusting to 50, a high of 16 with a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy. North winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7. On Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind from the north at 20 in the afternoon, a high of 20 with a high UV index. This is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM with Phyllis Warren. And we're back. And we are now speaking with her guest, Amanda Wood. And she is telling us all about the indoor and what else is going on this year. Uh, three-day celebration. We are discussing the third day and how we have multi-talented people in this town. We absolutely do. Yeah. So I actually, I was thinking back to, um, being a part of it last year. No, not in this capacity at all, but just kind of hanging out with my friend while she was a vendor because she does some really great handmade stuff and she's going to be a vendor in it uh, this year as well. And we were talking about how it just, left you wanting more like you just get started and then you think to yourself okay here we are we're all in one place and now it's time to pack up and go home it's 4 30 p.m everything's done whereas with this three-day festival it's a mixture of things it's during you know we'll have stuff not only during the daytime but during the evening time too so if you're at work because it is during the week you can still come out and then on our final day where we do have it indoors it's going all the way until midnight and it's a friday night and if you want to bring your kids out, you can bring your kids out even till late because 10 p.m. is pretty late, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the kids can take part in all of it. Like, they can take part in the open mic. My niece, Hazel, was one of the kids that took part in the last one, and she was so excited about it. She's been practicing ever since. And every time I see her, she's like, I'm going to play this at the open mic. I'm going to do this. And I'm just like... That's incredible because that's what we need. We need to be encouraging people to come out and to show their talent and to be vendors and to show their beadwork, to show their artwork, to show their dances, to show their their culture and their pride around that because it's a beautiful thing to be proud of. And when we do things like this and we create these opportunities in these spaces, people keep coming. And, you know, like next year it's going to be even stronger. And next, and the year after that, it's going to be stronger and stronger and stronger. And just building these bonds and community with each other is an incredible thing. And for the young children, yes. they can start. And that plants the seed 
for their future career if they want to continue going down that road. Yeah. And it gives them the strength to see that their family and their friends and everything is backing them. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is the best positive thing that I think that could happen in our community. And I know? think a lot of the workshops, too, are being geared towards not only... Um, are being geared towards being open so that children can partake too. So I know for myself, I work with Birch Bark, and one of the things I was hoping to do was to create little Birch Bark canoes and do it in a, like, not just little decorative ones, not a real Birch Bark canoe. Yes, that's, yes. that's beyond my capacity for sure. But, um,. To be able to just prep the materials and have it on hand so when someone comes up and they and they want to make one, you know, they take their roots and the holes are already there. They don't have to worry about it cracking or anything like that. And they can sew it up and they can see how we used to work with it, you know, and learn a little bit about it and the different things that you can make with it. Right? Right. And so it's open for everybody and for anybody who wants to come down and just give it a shot or just come enjoy and even people watch that's a big part of what i like to do especially <laughs> at the park stuff is just people watch yes yes yeah. and that's the best thing and going down there you know you run into family and friends yeah. and sometimes a friend that you haven't seen since the last aboriginal day you know so you catch up and mm-hmm. you know it's it's such a gathering you know everyone's happy to be there oh we love to gather yeah, yeah. we like to gather we eat do. yeah good food you know and and talk and and you know and make new friends and and we're so open to having other people come and join us you know well and that's the incredible thing about festivals like this and one thing i was really excited about when i found out about this festival and i found out that you know the all the different partnerships between all these different organizations and societies and stuff is that when i was able to taken a little bit of the Two Rivers Remix confluence um, down in Penticton before was that I did make a bunch of connections. I met some really incredible people and I've got some really incredible gifts and I, I hold on very dearly to that. Like I was gifted a drum oh. and it's such a funny story too because it's actually a, like a repatriated drum. It came from this art gallery, and I still haven't found out the details of or the name of the man who gave it to me. He kind of he kind of approached me about it. He didn't have it on hand, and I had to go before he could bring it back. And so they arranged to send it up. But it's so beautiful, and it feels so mysterious because I'm like, where did you come from? All this, but just. Moments like that and meeting people like that, like that's what you get when you come to gatherings like this or you Mm -hmm. go to festivals and it's just like, you know, it's the indigenous focus because the indigenous focus is community focus and it's about supporting one another. And like I said before, you know, we have Shannon Street, who's our our Métis MC for the whole events of the 23rd. She's, She's hilarious and she's on it, but she's also volunteering her time beforehand too like taking time off of her own job to come and help and make sure that this is a success for everybody because these kind of things matter and and it's important that that we keep up the work and and you know we share the load and we keep it going and we make it stronger for each year to come right 
And are you not performing on the second date? And I what am. are you going to be doing? <laughs> okay, so I am performing. I, I'm a singer songwriter. I, um, I do a little bit of songwriting in my own traditional language of Anishinaabe Moen because I'm I'm Ojibwe mm-hmm. and. Uh, a mix of other things. I'm, I'm Ojibwe. Um, I also have some Unkunklatma ancestry through my father's side. And right. he lives down in, like, in the Boston Bar Reserve area. Um, but the music that I write is more of a contemporary style. I didn't start incorporating Anishinaabe Moan until this school program that I'm in had asked me to write a traditional hand drum song. So I go to a, I attend a school called the Anaukin Center, and it's one of Canada's only multidisciplinary indigenous arts and language private schools that they have. Um, it's in partnership with UVic actually, and it's called the National Indigenous Professional Artist Program. And one of the programs that I'm in is a music one led by Renai Morso, who's an incredible uh, hand drum singer. She has like her own group. She's an actress. She directs plays. Like she's just so multi-talented and she's so inspiring. And she helped me get the courage to be able to write that song. Cause I don't speak my language and I've tried, I've tried doing online courses and all this stuff. But when I was tasked to write a song in Anishinaabe Mo and I, I was able to access my granny who she, that's her first language, but like She's never really worked as a translator before, but it didn't matter because we got it together and we ended up writing a song and it was really great. And I found a huge difference in being able to sing it as opposed to just trying to like listen and repeat. And so then I started writing it into my more contemporary songs, just little tiny bits by bits. And so I have a few songs that I'm going to showcase there. Like Jen had said, they're very short sets. I think... I think I'm set for 10 minutes, maybe 15 if I'm lucky, but I'm going to make that the best 15 minutes I could possibly give and, and showcase what I've been learning so far because I've been, I've been doing a mentorship with my granny over the summer that I plan to keep going and doing up until fall when I come back to school for my second year at Anelkin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what time do you hit the stage at? Oh, yeah. I got to say that. <laughs> I hit the stage on the 22nd, so the Thursday at 1.15. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can see you're so excited I'm about so, it. And I'm going to bring my drum, too. So I do have one full song where it's just a traditional hand drum st- style of singing. And then the other ones are going to be more English-based and contemporary with um, smaller amounts of Anishinaabe Moen in them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't wait. I got to be there. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I'll do a shout out. Just, I'll just look right at you. <laughs> yeah. As I'm standing there waving. Yeah. Hey, remember me. But yes, you know, and, and it's so fantastic that we're doing this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think the whole community should come and see because it lasts. It's an all day thing. And, and the first and second days run. The first day is from 11 a.m. to mm. 8 p.m. at night. I know. And then we have the second day that starts at 12 noon until 8 p.m. Right? So the people who work can come after work, grab yourself a meal, grab a chair, watch the show and everything else like this. And it's a family thing. It is. 
every single day is a family thing, minus the the 10 p.m. to late. But yes, it's bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> it's Friday night. Yeah, it's Friday you know? night. And we get one little for- option to have a. Yes. More grown-up time, yeah. Yeah, and it's time for mom and dad to have a short date night from yeah. 10 p.m. to midnight, you know. But that's the greatest thing about it is family, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what we're about is yeah. family, talking, gathering, you know, singing, beating the drum, you know. It can't get any better than this. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, every time I end up, um, talking about it or, or getting looped more into um, into learning or sharing more about it I just I can't help but squeal and do like a little happy dance and I'm like I'm fine I'm cool guys I'm playing it cool <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but really I'm dying inside because I'm so excited like yes and on the third day when it starts um, is there food there so, no, not, there's, to my knowledge, now, keep in mind, there's a lot of different moving parts between all the organizations, and, and the third day really just came together organically, um, but to my knowledge right now, there's not, there is small concession available by donation already at Amanika at all given times, right. but it's not anything very substantial, um, so I would recommend for the final day that if you were looking to get yourself a whole meal or a whole dinner, um, to grab it first and yes. then come over and see us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's just... No, f- yeah. The food trucks and all the those vendors are going to be at the first two days. And actually there's going to... there's. Um, she took that sheet with her, but I did have a little peek at some of the food trucks that are going to be there, and it's very delicious. One in particular that caught my eye, because I know she has great tacos, is the veg, veg Head Taco Truck. Yes. Yes. And vegetarian tacos, too, which is pretty cool. I don't think we get too many of those options in town. But yes. there's going to be a big variety. And like you're, I'm hoping Violet Bazoki's up. I love Violet Bazoki at the fire pit, and I love her bannock as well. So yes, fingers crossed for sure that she's going to be there. But there's going to be lots of food vendors throughout the first two days. Yes. And that's what usually happens, is, yeah. is we have a wide variety, Greek, Chinese, mm. you know, Italian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> tacos, you know, yeah. Indian tacos is the best. Oh, yeah. You Indian know. tacos. Yeah. You Those know. are definitely going to be there. Yes, exactly. You know, so this, this is what we've always celebrated. But having two days out in the park, that opens up the door for a lot of people to come. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you just have to make a time, even if it's just to eat the food, you know, one hour, two hours, do it. Yeah, it's it's great environment and you can feel the vibes and you can feel the drums beating through your body. It's so wonderful. And I I 100% agree because so much of our our drumming songs and dances and stuff like that have to do with healing and with medicine and you know, and I feel like the western world is kind of just sort of catching up 
you know, you go to physiotherapy and they have these ultrasonic sound machines that help your face, your fascia tissue and it lifts and goes through it and helps it heal. And it's like, that's no different than the drumbeat sound waves going right through you. Right. So it's Uh like we talk about vibrations and sound and, and there is healing in that. So just, you're right. Just coming down to the park and listening to the drum, listening to the singing, watching like the beautiful regalia that you're going to see. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's also one of my favorite parts. It kind of chokes me up. I'm like, that's so gorgeous. To me, the beating drum sounds, uh, relates to the human heart. Yes. And as it's beating, you know you're alive. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. You know, that beating drum is like your heart beating in time, you know, and it's so cleansing. And it's ancestral, too. So, you know, you can try and copy it with a bunch of other ways, but just coming straight from like a, a drum and the energy of everyone around it and the tent behind the drummer, like, that's yeah. beautiful. Yes. You know, and everyone has a story that they can put to music with that drum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's just so fantastic. And I'm so glad that we we've expanded for three days. Me too. <laughs> you know, because one day, yeah, we're there. We're celebrating, but it ends too early. Yeah. You know, you and, set up and then you pack up and it's done. Yes. Yeah. You know and. It's it's about time, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone can come down and partake in it, in the workshops, and you know, just see the beating, the artists, and you know, there's so much to see. Yeah, there is. I actually don't even know the full extent of everything that we're going to see, so it's going to be a, even funner that way because it's still a surprise for me. I'm like, because and not not because. Um, I just don't know, but because there's just so much of it. Like, there's two whole full days of just workshops, performers, followed by an entire evening right up until midnight of art exhibits of Indigenous artists, open mic, all ages. Oh, one thing actually I forgot to mention was that to stay aligned with the values of the festival, because typically the open mic that that we do have at Amanika, um isn't indigenous based it's just community based so for this particular open mic we are offering a pre-registration because typically when people come to open mics they they sign up on site you know there's a little list you put your name on for this one we are offering a pre-registration for in self-identifying indigenous and um lgbtq to spirit members so yeah, <laughs> sorry. I had to I had to make sure I got I got them all, and they can pre-register by emailing me Amanda Wood at live.ca, and they can also find my email on the Amanika Facebook page if they go to look at some of the um, updates that we've posted on that page. In case you know you're sitting and listening at a radio and you don't have a pen or anything yes. like that, so that's that's an opportunity as well. Right. So. Um, Full event details and live streaming information, you can go online to nipg.2rmx.ca. 
and you can live stream. You can see the performance if you can't come out Mm -hmm. and be there in person, but you'll still feel it. Yeah. You know, let's be real about that. And the third day is that also live stream. So unfortunately, I don't think that the third day will be live stream. That one is going to be special. You're going to have to come down and you see have it. You to but be in person. It's, it's still it's still like an accessible place in that there's no um there's no stairs or anything. So if you are wanting to come in, we do have chairs available as well for those who may have like a little bit more mobility issues and can't necessarily stand or mm-hmm. worry about if they're going to find comfortable seating. Right. Yeah. And Amanda it has been so fantastic to talk with you about this three-day festival. I'm really excited. Um, thank you. Yes, and thank you very much. And thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next Monday. Take care. You've been listening to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Community Echoes is produced by Phyllis Warren with technical assistance from Steve Smith. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 9. For past shows, check out the archives link at CFISFM.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at yahoo.ca. Broadcasting at 93.1 on the FM dial, this is CFIS-FM Prince George. Proudly sponsored by local businesses like Timberline Footfitters on Victoria next to Wendy.